Mark it. Mark it. You heard it here first. Roland will be playing a Cupid, a Cupid type or Cherub type character in the Valentine's episode in season four. Okay, and uh, I don't even need to know the title of it. I don't need any more information. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Well, what we do is, Chris, if if the unfortunate happens and you pass away uh, between, uh, you know, between now and uh, the episode with Roland, are you wishing me dead? I'm not wishing you to be dead. I'm just saying what I'm saying. I'm being respectful. What I'm saying is, if you happen to pass away between now and that episode, I'll you be think sure. I'm going to go no, the no, way no, of no, Henry no. Gibson here. No, I'll, I'll be sure to cut out that line and go. See, Chris was always the wisest amongst us. Um, well, but on my gravestone, Chris, the wisest amongst <laughs> us. But that—that that is how you will break the news of Chris's death uh, on the podcast, should it occur, which we hope it doesn't. Is uh, I fucking hope not. You'll say, <laughs> I know. I mean, we've still got our three seasons. You'll say, Graham, you've got an interesting fact about Chris, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three decadent and debauched deviants review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, I'm your host and guide down this, well, to be quite frank, rather saucy uh, nostalgic avenue this week, uh, but more on that very shortly. Uh, I'm not alone on this on this kinky street, I'm joined by my two finest friends. First of all, Mr. Graham Riley, hello Graham. Hello Phil, yes, uh, we got a bit naughty, didn't we, this week? Ooh, I, we had to uh, sort of loosen our collars a couple of times in this one. Yeah, we've, we've opened the windows, let some air in here, because it was a steamy one. Oh, it certainly was. And uh, my other friend that's, that's holding my other hand is Mr Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hello, Phil. Oh, how are mm. you, my friend? Oh, I am. I'm very good today. I bet you feel good as well because at the time of recording, all week, oh, it's been glorious sunshine, so I bet you feel empty. <sighs> if you remember. Yes, uh... no, I remember, I remember. <laughs> remember we don't need to go into can- that. Ca- canon. Yeah, we're yeah, 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 yeah. Itself To be perfectly honest with you, Phil, I've had a fucking shit week, so fuck you. <laughs> it's been a great episode, and now you're just rubbing salt in the wound, so, you know, let's just move past this. Just because I reminded right. you that you openly said that when it gets hot, you poo your pants. I said that to you in in confidence in and you did the live microphone <laughs> no I didn't no, say no. it he said it in front of the live microphone I said it to you in conversation well never mind the weather this episode was hot yes oh, it was and uh, you know obviously Chris has been banned from smoking obviously since uh, since since uh, Phil's uh, daughter, Big Joe, came into the world, uh, but after this one, we all had to have a cigarette, didn't we? Yes, oh, we did. did. We, I felt, I felt, uh, I felt like I was spent. I felt like yeah. I felt exhausted. Oof. But you know what? So full of life because uh, this episode is uh, number seventeen of season three, entitled Salem the Boy. Uh, in this episode, uh, well. Sabrina uses a magic wish gifted to her from a Roland the Leprechaun, uh, and she uses one of those wish coupons to turn uh, Salem into Gordy for an afternoon. And uh, never mind Gordy, it's definitely Bordy, isn't it? This episode? <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of naughty words right from the off, and um, yeah, I mean, well, we will get into this, but the one of the first eight words of this episode is nipples. Ah, uh, eight nipples. Eight nipples, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Word number eight, nipples. Yeah, it very much sets the tone as to what is going to go on. What, I think, nipples? Well, just nipples. Just, the entire thing is nipples. No, just rudeness. I, I just wanted to say nipples again. Nipples. But the episode comes down on the right side of things, I think. I didn't think this was too problematic. It was one 
one aspect which I thought was a bit hang on here. Yeah. But generally speaking, it was it, it was it was good natured smut. <laughs> it was. It was family friendly. Family friendly smut. Stuff that would go over the head of kids or wasn't you know massively inappropriate. It was just it was just very it was just very sexually charged. This episode. <laughs> it was, and it wasn't even the Valentine's Day episode. That no. was that was last time around. So it's a bit strange. But uh, this episode opens on Salem saying the word nipples on primetime TV. Nipples. Said. Oh, and talking about how much he misses being a human, a strong, independent man who commanded bloody legions of doom. Uh, when his favourite cat toy or the women's pity doesn't cheer him up, the Spellman girls start to worry. We've seen this numerous times over the past few seasons and episodes of uh, Salem's just longing to be a man again. And, but they say he's really down in the dumps this week. I, uh, I like to think it's sort of continuity, like maybe like his depression has escalated and has reached the point where he finally can't can't take it anymore. You know, he's, he's, he's been a cat for decades now and... His frustrations that he can't that he can't take over the world, but even you know, as he said in a very early episode, he misses simple human things like dancing and playing squash. Yeah, um, and yeah, he's not been able to do any of it for so long now, and he's finally had enough. Yeah, I mean, we, we will obviously get into this as the episode progresses, but the main things he's he's excited about is just walking on two legs. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just the simple things. So uh, hopefully, the simple things is what he'll do when he becomes a human very uh, surely. Uh, the titles roll, and she's dressed as the goth chick outfit that she uh, was in a few episodes back. Um, she says, "May I have this slam dance?" Yeah. Um, well, you know what they say: if you want a slam, welcome to the jam. I've got that tattooed on my chest, as uh, everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's your face. Still your favourite film still of all my, time? Still my favourite film? Absolutely. Slam dance. Can I have this slam dance? They're talking about the St. Patrick Day dance. Okay. So it actually is relevant to the episode. And slam comes from, that's what Caligula wants to do to everybody in the vicinity. Yeah. And there we have it. There we, we go. It is, I, I was, at first I didn't like it because I was like, she dresses the goth. Why couldn't that have been in the one where she was dressed as goth? That would have made more sense. But no. Her, her her phrase was actually relevant to the episode. We're in school where we learn that Principal LaRue, remember him from one episode, uh, his contract is almost up, so Mr. Kraft is campaigning to be elected the new principal. Uh, we're then treated to a brand new character, boys, called Libby. Uh, Graeme, you've got some information on this character. Uh, yeah, she's been gone forever, <laughs> and it was great to see her back, although her role was pretty minor in this episode, I've got to say. There was a lot of potential for Libby... Being devious and evil, but unfortunately, the king of devious evil, Salem, mm. rocks up and kind of steals her thunder. But it was good to see her back anyway. Yeah, so so welcome back, uh, Jenna Lee Green, to season three. Hopefully, you're in it for the remainder of the season because uh, I, re- I really, I really missed her. Yeah, when was the last time we even saw her? Can we remember? Oh, I absolutely can't. I, um, We've seen her in season three, though, right? Yeah, but very early on, I think mm. we had a good wow. five, six episode. At least. Libulous uh, run. She clearly heard your romantic poem that uh, was yes. broadcast. Mm. And then we go and she's like, you know what, boys, you're right. I'm back. And she, yeah, here because, she is. Because we have a time machine that does that. Absolutely. And hopefully she's here to stay. Uh, it's also a welcome back to season three to Gordy. Hey! Who has to skip violin rehearsal to go fetch Mr. Kraft a few gallons of milk. Yeah. With his peanut butter dandies. dandies. Yeah, yeah, which is just... Peanut butter on a stick. Wet peanut butter on a stick. What do you mean wet peanut butter? Well, just gloopy. It's not like it's like a pe- hardened peanut butter like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
What peanut butter do you have? No, I mean, like, peanut butter that's been in the fridge or something, it, it's it's like an edible thing, it's not just... Like, like when, like, if you put um, beans uh, in the freezer, yeah. and then um, you put a stick in them and it's a bean lolly, as mm. we've talked about before. So, uh, But, yeah, no, it's... It, it's like that, that with peanut butter. Yeah, but no, it's peanut butter. It's gloopy peanut butter, as peanut butter is. What, what I'm referring to is I don't know why it's on a stick, but if it's that gloopy, why is it just on a spoon? Yeah, it must have more solid consistency than peanut butter. Otherwise, it wouldn't stay on the stick, would it fall off? Like an ice cream. <laughs> no, it's not, because it wasn't. It was straight from the jar. Wait, well, well, for oh, fuck's sake, America. <laughs> Jesus, can we not do something right? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Peanut butter on a stick. Peanut butter dandy. Well, from gallons of milk to just plain milking, because uh, the Westbridge High is organising a St. Patrick's Day dance. Because there's got to be a dance for every occasion. Oh, and we also learned the devastating news, boys. Don't know if you call this, that we hoped we would never hear. Valerie and Justin Thumb's relationship has been forgotten about, boys. I know, I was devastated. I was thinking, where is Thumb? Yeah. I've lost a thumb. I've lost a thumb. <laughs> I've lost the, a thumb. Not a thumb, the thumb. I've lost the thumb. It's like, I, oh. I didn't know... At what I was going to be, what we were going to be able to do, essentially one-handed. Yeah. Because if you lose an, if you lose a thumb, you, you, that's your grip gone. Yeah. Now yeah. we know how Salem feels. Yeah. You exactly. couldn't, you couldn't grip a peanut butter dandy, could you? No, you could not. So yeah, um, I guess I don't know who broke the relationship off. Maybe it was Valerie. If so, I'm sure thumbs down. But um, <laughs> it's not very funny. But um, <laughs> but to make matters worse. She's evaluating who to ask to this dance. Evaluating? Yes, indeed. And um, she mentions a name we thought, or we hoped, or we prayed that we would never hear again. Who does she mention? Brace yourselves, um, which is because um, what I'm about to say can't be be taken back. She says the name Ken. Yes. Remember him? Well, hopefully not, because hopefully that memory has that uh, has been repressed. Yeah, the creepiest man that's ever been in this series, and possibly TV throughout history. Yeah, we met fucking Caligula in this episode, and <laughs> Ken is still the creepiest man that we've come across in this series. Fucking hell. But yeah, but I just want to cast your minds back to, to last uh, last episode. Uh, Chris, you said, uh, when they mentioned um, Valerie and Justin Thumb, you went... You know what, guys? Going to put it out there. Give it two episodes and they won't be together anymore. <laughs> Wasn't even that, mate. You were being optimistic. You were hoping that this love would just blossom and continue. But no, it didn't even last Did the next week. I know. Well, well what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, hopefully Justin can get over this. Yeah. I don't think I will, but I, I hope he will. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah. So, uh, God bless Justin. But uh, yeah, so Valerie is hoping that uh, the Kevin Costner of the string section, Gordy, um, will uh, will ask her out. But unfortunately, Val's subtle hints have fallen on deaf ears. Sorry, the Kevin Costner of the strings section. That's yes. what she called him. Yeah. We're back at home and Hilda and Zelda are hoping to plan a surprise party for Salem to raise his self-esteem. But all he owns is a velvet cape, or, so, or rather a receipt for a dry cleaning yes. uh, for a velvet cape, uh, and a royal scepter, but no address book. And can I just state that the title of the box is The Universe versus Saberhagen. <laughs> Wasn't that he was going after the world? No. He wanted the universe. And the universe fought back, didn't yeah. they? Damn right, in a court of law. Do you reckon it was a bit like the O.J. Simpson case, maybe, that everyone was like, he definitely did it, but he uh, he got off lighter than he should have done? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then again, it was intent, wasn't it? Rather mm. than actual deed, he didn't get as far as conquering the universe. No, he didn't get as far as conquering the universe, but he did conquer the majority of Europe at one stage, I think. Does seem to be the case, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got 100 years as a cat for conquering Europe, and then a little bit more for the potential of taking the universe. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the universe versus Sabahagan's very, very fun. Uh, upstairs, Sabrina is venting to Salem, but he's still far too fed up. But never fear, lad, because Roland's back. Hey. 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 So he's yeah. been a... He's just been a, a troll, as he is. Um, he's been a um, uh, an equaliser, uh, a private dick, most recently. But now, what is he, boys? A leprechaun. A leprechaun. A leprechaun, because it was... Well, I do respect the fact that he wasn't a leprechaun to start with. What, what, do you, mean, you respect the fact he wasn't a leprechaun to start they've with? They've waited so long before giving him an extremely stereotypical role for a dwarf actor to play. Yes. Okay. He's a leprechaun because he's realised that Sabrina is shallow, uh, so he wanted a glitz and glamoury job to try and impress her. And obviously, uh, leprechaun work is uh, is pretty highbrow. You know what I realised in this episode? Roland's crush on Sabrina. Yeah, his desperation to win her heart. Yeah, in spite of her revulsion at the sight of him every yeah. time he shows up, it's become normalised now. I'm okay with it. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Roland, what are you like trying to trying to trying to get kind of trying to get with a teenage girl? Oh, yeah, because originally you. it was that moment of why? Well, ugh, that's not right. Now it's oh, Roland's back. He's got to chase her now. Yeah, <laughs> except if it's my first time seeing him, I'd be like, what is going on? Why is this? Why is this? 40-year-old man, like, perving over supposedly 16-year-old Sabrina. This is yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but we know that his age, is, he's actually younger than Sabrina. Yes, yeah, so yeah, we, do, we do know that. We know that, because we know we've that. been with the continuity from the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, like, if I was a captain for the first time, I probably would have been freaked the fuck out, but now it's just like, yeah, it's fine. So yeah, he's left the private eye game for the leprechaun business, which is a flashy new job he hopes to impress our sabs. He very quickly becomes a bit of a creep again and buggers off. All the while, Salem is downstairs crying into his little kitty dressing gown. Oh. In school, and a love note falls out of Sabrina's locker but that's not the weirdest thing as a giant rainbow is in the middle of the school corridor and Mr. Craft says, uh, says we can all see this right <laughs> he's that, not daft our craft is he yeah, no well it's that thing obviously we've established with his wife being uh, being a witch he is very aware that sometimes things happen that maybe aren't quite right so it's just his way of going I'm not nuts am I everyone else can see this rainbow because yeah. he's very aware that there are things in this world that he can't explain, mm. but that rainbow, everyone can see. Roland runs off with Sabrina's bag. When she catches up with him, however, uh, she is awarded three coupons for three wishes. So obviously she uses one of them to make him fuck it off. Yes! It's worth saying as well, this, uh, this is the start of a, a really upsetting but really funny subplot revolving around Harvey in this episode where uh, this love note obviously he's a little bit jealous and he's like oh what's what's this note from and Sabrina just keeps fobbing him off because it's it's obviously Roland's doing but yeah throughout this episode he loses his mind a little bit we've said it before but it uh, bears repeating that um, if Sabrina had a boyfriend who was even slightly more switched on than Harvey She'd be in trouble. (laughs) Fortunately, he's very easy to deceive and then explain away the deception afterwards, as we see in this episode. Poor (laughs) Harvey. Poor lad, indeed. Um, Back home and Salem spots Sabrina's wish coupons and begs Sabs to use one to turn him back into a man. However, using her magic for such a thing is a direct violation against the witch's council. 
However, in true conniving fashion, the old cat convinces Sabrina that she won't be using her own magic, so she gives in, naturally. Roland zaps Salem's soul into his little hat, and the cat is just a cat, until he returns, who naturally blanks Hilda and Zelda when they ask him for their help. Yes, we get actual meows in this episode, yeah. not the wonderful Nick Mackay meows. Meow, meow, meow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little sort of to and fro from Sabrina and Salem as well. It's that thing of Sabrina ultimately taking pity on Salem, but weighing up the options. Weighing up the options of the positives and negatives and giving him just a touch of what he wants so that he can really experience the world. It's quite sweet, really. Mm. But obviously there are rules and regulations that are put in place (laughs) prior to that. Uh, One of which is not to get involved in politics. Mm -hmm, Yes. Which is quite quite a lovely little thing. It's like, what does Salem do? He gets involved in politics and tries to take over the world. Right from the off. But what's good is is Sabrina... We've seen this a few times, not too many, but a few times that Sabrina's taken responsibility and she's learned the lessons from the past right from the off. So she says, no, it's a direct violation. I'm not turning you into it. But she... It's naive, her turning Salem into a human, but it's got such good intentions. Like, she she means well because he's so depressed about it. So... You know, it's she doesn't really get a punishment at the end of this just because it's just a naive misunderstanding, I guess. She's probably being fooled, or rather, she never knew Salem as his old human, uh, world-dominating self. So she probably underestimates how evil he can be, or that he, even a seemingly innocuous setting like, like a, a school, mm. he could still use it to become a megalomaniacal conqueror. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think she just underestimates Salem, basically. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I bet she won't underestimate him anymore. No. Uh, but, yeah, so it's good that she does take responsibility and, uh, yeah, it's, it's her own actions, got good intentions, but ultimately it leads to everything going a little bit wrong. Back in school and Gordy is covering a school dance poster with one of Mr. Craft's campaign slogans. Vote for Mr. Craft. Or else. Valerie tries one more time to subtly get Gordy to ask her out to the dance, but he once more just doesn't get it. However, Roland lets Salem's spirit loose inside Gordy's body, who kindly and saucily asks Valerie out. I realised something in this episode. What did you realise? I would totally go on a date with Nick Mackay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. He's so oh so you don't see him in the flesh, but like he's a handsome man anyway. And he's just so yeah, he's just so smooth. So charming. Yeah, so charming, him? you know, his lovely, lovely deep voice. This is most he's ever wrote for himself as well, because he wrote this episode. Mm. Um and just generally the performance of uh, Curtis Anderson lip syncing to the words of Nick Mackay, as he does for most of this episode as well, is uh, is fantastic. It's great to see even if it's not in his voice, uh, great to see his, uh, his cool cool guy persona. Mm. Yeah, his cool guy persona. Um, it's great to see Curtis Anderson given so much to do, um, and it's great to see how Salem would be in the human world. And you understand, you understand how he was so successful in taking over as much as he did and influencing as many mm. people as he did because he's a a smooth operator. Yeah, he's got uh, the, he's got the gift of the tab, you might say. Might say, but he's not a cat anymore. Is yeah, it? so that doesn't really anymore. work, mate. No. Okay, yeah. well, you, you, well, you would say that, but now, yeah, he's got the gift of the gab. Yeah, and it it culminates in that sort. Of, he asks Valerie, "He's like, uh, what flowers do you like?" And she went, "Oh, uh, uh, surprise me!" And he just goes, 
roses it is. That and then a little roses. one of those ch- those fist chin knocks is like, that's my girl. Oh, I love a good Ooh. fist chin knock. Oh, you got to love a fist chin knock. Just that, that slight, slight push of the ch- Oh, roses yeah. it is. Not much longer, they're doing a big uh, dip. Kiss in uh, the middle of the corridor, mm. aren't they? Oh, a dip kiss. You don't see a good dip kiss these oh, days. Oh, I love a bit of a dip kiss. No one does dip kisses. No. It is a it is a dying art, and it was so lovely for it to be brought back. <laughs> Again, like, you know, like, when we're Salem doing all this stuff, you know, we've sort of established it was probably, like, maybe, like, the 50s, 60s, so it kind of makes mm. sense that you're sort of a bit of an old-fashioned romantic mm. yeah. in that way. What would you prefer to get off your true love? A fish chin knock or a or- dip kiss? Well, to be honest with you, uh, the fist chin knock, probably. Yeah. I'd feel quite emasculated if I got oh, a you fragi- dip kiss. Oh, you fragile man. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm willing to say that. I would, I'm, I'm aware of my own fra- fragility yeah. when it comes to my ego and my masculinity. Thank you very much. I am aware of where my line is. What if Nick Bakai dip kissed you? Because you're both men. Nah. Nah, you'd, I'd, you'd, I'd, you'd, I'd, you'd have to do it to him. I, I'd want to do the dip kiss. Oh, okay. I, I'd yeah, want to okay. be in control of the dip kiss. Okay. And it's not a matter of like trust or anything like that. It's just I, I genuinely would feel slightly emasculated. You love I, uh... instigating the romantic gestures yes. in your life. Okay. Yes, I do. And yeah, that has probably been one of the main issues. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. So if, so there we go. Chris has openly put himself out on the market there. So if you're interested in uh, giving him a nice old fish chin knock or a dip kiss... Uh, well, no, he, I, I, he has to yeah. do it to you. Uh, but if you are interested in being on the receiving end of a, a tender uh, fish chin knock or a dip kiss, then uh, do get in touch. Um, yeah, just just tweet us at Sabrina Watch. Hashtag fish chin knock. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I, I am single. And if, uh, if anyone wishes for a fish chin... Fish chin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants a fishy chin. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fishy, fishy chin. chin. <laughs> Meanwhile at home, Hilda and Zelda have finally found Salem's address book. Believe it or not, it was next to the phone. And, to tr- and they want to try and drop hints uh, to him about what sort of soiree he would like. Love a good soiree. I do love a good soiree. So they want they want to organise him one, but uh, yeah, he just meows and, and buggers off. Obviously, so they think he they, he's uh, he's been offended. Back in the school corridors in Salem isn't doing a very good Gordy impression, especially when he full on necks Valerie in front of everyone. He does the now famous uh, dip kiss. Dip kiss. Hashtag dip kiss, uh, causing the entire room to gasp. He then eyes Mister Kraft's poster and reckons it's innocent enough to get involved in. Kraft is a Salem's kind of politician, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone who can be... Manipulated beyond yeah. belief. Yeah, and he can he can run everything behind this man. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, he'd very much run it from the sidelines, but Mr. Kraft would ultimately be the face. So, yeah, I mean, uh, what could possibly go wrong? Well, we'll find out soon. Back home and Hilda and Zelda decide to crash Salem's favourite party so that they can recreate it, which they very quickly realised was an ancient Rome orgy party, so they decide to go with a fox hunting one instead. Well, yeah, and we get to meet Caligula. We do. Uh, And obviously, this I'm not even going to lie to you chaps, I was talking about this just last night with my brother. We were discussing the film Caligula Mm. and uh, how... uh, and how saucy that film is as well. Yeah. And lo and behold, the next morning I'm watching K- 
Caligula. Yeah, Caligula, known as one of the uh, the horniest people in history. Probably mm-hmm. the whole sort of stereotype of Romans are they they just fucked everybody all the time. Yeah, more or less comes from his reign and his. Uh, yeah, he's just this. He's just this middle aged. Uh, Fat man, which <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you lived the life of excess he did, you'd probably be a yeah. bit heavy set, and you probably, you know, he he was he was a Roman emperor. He, you know, he wasn't particularly handsome guy himself. Mm. You know, it's just he was he he was powerful, and he threw great parties. He certainly did. Fun fact: Dip kiss. Um, that's very nice. That, that was quite. That was nice. And that was from Graham. Graham's not even the sound effects man. No, that I. Just you dive straight in. I Let's just see if it was a, so. It wasn't a fluke. Uh, fun fact: Dick kiss. Oh, it was better second time round. I got close to the microphone. So. <laughs> a bit of ASMR. There. Yeah. Um, the the bloke I forget his name. The bloke who plays Caligula it's in her, this. His surname is his surname is Shaddix, which leaves open the option that he is the father of uh, the singer of Papa Roach. So, <laughs> Jack of E. Shaddix, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, Mr. Shaddix in this uh, was actually in the Caligula film, but he didn't play Caligula. Uh, that's cool, though. Was he actually? Yeah. Uh, wait, the, the, the one from with Helen Mirren? Um, possibly, yeah. Okay. I'm not too sure. But yeah, yeah, he is he is apparently in, in a in an adaptation of it. So if that is the only one then yeah, he is he's in that. Yeah, so Hilda and Zelda are in here just to try and get an idea, but yeah, there's lots of girls uh running around and lots of men eating grapes. Um and Caligula just says, Get these girls some fig leaves. Yes. Yes, yeah. fig leaves indeed. I need to teach them the secret handshake. Yes, and the secret handshake obviously being uh Caligula alluding to sex. Alluding to his willy? Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, he constantly alludes to sex. Not necessarily explicitly to his willy ever again, but yeah. Uh, constantly. He's, he's. I guess it's an authentic portrayal. <laughs> he was a very horny devil. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so after decide, after realising that it's an orgy, they think the safer option, obviously, is to go with a fox hunting theme. Uh, speaking of foxes, Salem is trying to be a dark one by telling Libby how they can get Mr. Craft to win the election. But Sabrina finds him and throws him into math. He uh, claims he uh, stuffed ballots for JFK in Chicago. Certainly Which did. I liked. That yeah. was uh, there was a nice little uh, little hint there. And obviously, even when he himself wasn't uh, conquering things, you know, he was he was he was a puppet master. He was pulling the strings. And who knows? Maybe a little later on, maybe he wasn't too happy with uh, the way that um, JFK was doing things. And maybe I don't know. Maybe. Somewhere in in Texas, uh, he uh, arranged a little uh, parade where uh, a little thing happened. Maybe it's possible. It's more credible than anything Oliver Stone. Yeah, and, and he went. Called. He went to the man who who did who shot the rifle. What was his name again? Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee, he went to Lee Harvey Oswald and just went, "Do it." Exactly. <laughs> That's it. You would, wouldn't you, if Salem said that to you? We've got a little bit of a a kerfuffle with our timeline then, right? What? Because when was JFK in office then? Well, he was shot in 1963. I think he became president in like 1960 or something like that. So, oh no, no, still yeah, he'd still be a human then. Yeah, because yeah, because it, it's it's only been established he's been. We know he's been a cat for at least 25 years. Is that right? It was established yeah. a few episodes back. 25 years he's been a cat so far. Oh, okay. so at some point in the 70s, early 70s, late nine, uh, late 60s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, he cool. could very well have been involved then. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that uh, some people who had died had voted twice. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said, do you know how many how many dead people voted that year? 
twice. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Uh, Harvey, meanwhile, is getting very jealous because of Sabrina's magical love letter that has now been framed into a solid silver uh, frame, which is very nice. And he says, it's solid silver. Do you know how much you've got to clean this? Some great, great Harvey lines in this episode. Yeah. Delivered expertly by Mr. Richard. Of as course, always. as always. Um, so, yes, yeah, so he's getting very uh, jealous of Sabrina's magical love letter and then very concerned when her cousin Roland rocks up, obviously calls him farm boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just Harvey that gets, oh, his teeth great doing that. It's just every time I hear him shout farm boy, I think a shiver it goes down my body. It is great, though. It's very good. It, it does the job anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, so Roland rocks up, calls him farm boy, um, and again, nice um, consistency because he has been established that he is Sabrina's fictional cousin. Yes. So he's rocked up again, um, and then he says, "I'll disappear only if I get a goodbye kiss." And Harvey questions just how close a cousin is he. He also says, "I'm not sure I want to marry into this family." So many many great lies. But he's got good intentions, though. Long-term goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's quite quite sweet to know that other than remembering, oh, my God, yeah, there's this psycho cousin that shows up occasionally. Uh, Yeah. Otherwise, he fully intends to marry Sabrina one day. Just that moment of, what? Why am I doing this? And, of course, as we know, he would be Mr. Harvey Spellman Kinkle. Yes. Yes, He said he'll take her name. He is a modern man. We jump back home uh, where Caligula has followed Hilda and Zelda back home uh, and he's come home to sexually assault them both. Do you want to say home again? (laughs) Home again. (laughs) Yeah, we get some full-on Betty Hill. Yeah. uh, Without the music, obviously. You don't need to pay for that, are they? (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah... That could have done without that. He just goes, well, why have you followed us? And he just raises his eyebrows and then they run away. Which, in fairness, I also would do if a man had followed me home and gone into my house and well, raised his eyebrows toward me. I would also run. True, but I mean, I know, I know obviously it's all just sort of like, yeah, as we've said before, bloody, just, you know, sort of camp, just sort of silly thing. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think... Yeah, it just it just kind of is is weird. Is is weird. This hoarding, especially because it goes with, from, with his arms out for on Benny Hill. Yeah, yeah. it, it goes it goes on from it starts off very sort of Cambia carry on sort of Benny Hill esque, but then the next time we see him uh, chasing him, uh, Zelda says Salem, call the cops. So yeah. he's yeah. he's definitely being uh, aggressive. Isn't yeah, he? Um, yes. Again, like I said, that's what you would do if a stranger from your home was chasing you around. Um, <laughs> Wearing Salem, a t- call the cops. Wearing well, a toga as well and being... Well, well. But to be perfectly honest with you, as long as he's wearing the toga, <laughs> yeah. I think that's okay. But yeah. we all know underwear haven't been invented yet. So. That's very true. Yeah. Mm. yeah. As long as he... Covered. Yeah. Back in school and Harvey's getting progressively more... Sorry, I'll say that again. Back in school and Harvey's getting more progressively more jealous and angry. Salem is taking more and more piss. Roland is crossing more and more lines. And Sabrina is telling more and more poorly thought out lies. So, yeah, this next bit is just very, very crazy. So, yes. um, so we've got Salem is trying to manipulate Mr. Kraft and Libby into... Uh, not only how to win the election, but then also trying to run for uh, governor, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, governor to of uh, Massachusetts. Mm. Yeah, and he says, if a wrestler can do it, then why can't a vice principal? Yes. Yeah, and very, I got yeah, very confused because I didn't know that. Um, Jesse Ventura, a former professional wrestler uh, in the 90s, was elected governor of Minnesota. That's uh, where that comes from. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we find out that later on. But he's, he's planting the seeds already of what he's gonna, uh, what they're going to do, how to win. Um, they say, they say well, spread a line that Mr. Uh, Principal LaRue's got gout. Um, gout, yeah. 
And he's like, with your hairline and my wit, we can we can win this. But that's not the worst of it, though, because Hilda and Zelda are still trying their hardest not to get raped by this massive ancient Roman. Sabrina runs home to use her last wish coupon to turn Salem back to normal before he can take over the school. But with Roland nowhere to be seen, her poor choice of words mean that she accidentally wishes for Roland to show up. But even though that's not the worst of it, because not only are Hilda and Zelda still prime cut for an out-of-touch sex offender, but a pair of magical bounty hunters turn up to arrest and beat down Salem, Roland, Caligula, rightfully so, and the Spellmans. Cue some comedy Scooby-Doo chasing music. The, the bit that I liked about the bounty hunters yes. was that they came with individual pieces of slightly charred parchment. <laughs> yeah. It was like, we're looking for a Roland, a Sabrina, a Salem, a human called Gordy, a Roman Emperor Caligula, Hilda and Zelda Spellman, and I'm just like, each on different parchments. I'm like, that's very nice. Um, we only saw, well, we saw a fair bit of the guys in the chase sequence, but we only like heard them speak and everything for a, a few seconds. Still, we had an attempt at establishing a spin-off series in the last episode. Mm-hmm. This is a spin-off series. Oh, I want magic Ma- bounty magic hunters. bounty hunters. Come on! <laughs> Things are maybe they couldn't do it because they needed a good name for it though. Because as we know, the best shows have got the best names. So yeah. Spells Trouble was the other spin-off. That's pretty. That's a pretty good use of the yeah. of the magical terminology. But what could we have done about magical bounty hunters? Um... So the, there would be a TV show, a mortal TV show called Bounty Hunters, okay, mm-hmm. in which, in fact, they, they've got Dog the Bounty Hunter, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. So it would be a spin-off of that, and it would be Bounty Hunters of the Other Realm. Okay. There, there yeah. you go. You know, like uh, Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. yeah. Housewives of New Jersey yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah. Housewives of Westbridge, I would watch as well. <laughs> yeah. Franchi- <laughs> franchise that shit. Yeah, franchise yeah. it. Then so, you never need to think of... The, the original thing tells you exactly what it says on the tin. Bounty Hunters. A bit like CSI. CSI is probably a good example. Yeah, it yeah, wouldn't yeah. be reality TV, would it? So, yeah. It'd be, so, yeah, there'd be like a Bounty Hunter show. And then it'd just be, yeah, Bounty Hunters, other realm. But as you said, they've got Dog the Bounty Hunter. They could have had Cat the Bounty Hunter because Salem would, would be the helm of it. Yeah, there we go. There you go. So, but yeah, I, I would very much have loved to have seen sort of spin off because yeah, they do they chase around, they're trying to get hold of them, and and as well, it was good as, as we learn another bit of other realm uh, hashtag realm building is uh, they bundle them all up into the uh, the other the the linen closet and the bounty hunters go. The last time Caligula got free, the sixties happened, and we've established before that sex was invented in the sixties. Yeah, no now, one had sex before the sixties, and obviously it was Caligula's doing. Well, they had sex in ancient Rome, and then everybody forgot. Yeah, because Caligula mm-hmm. died. Yeah, I think and it's because it, it went out of fashion because it was happening so often in ancient yeah. Rome. And, and people and were like, "I don't want to be part kept, of that." People, yeah. people kept breeding like by accident. Yeah, people yeah. didn't really know what was going on, like what sex was. And if you weren't wearing underwear, you just fell into people, didn't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah, you, you literally tripped up and fell into each other. Yeah. yeah. So Caligula needed to show up again in the sixties and get people to enjoy sex again, not just do it for procreation. So yeah, Caligula has been at the helm of, of all sexual revolution throughout the ages. I was, was that during the period of the baby booming um, generation during uh, that time? Well, they were born. They were the people who were having sex in the sixties. Okay, but the, so the baby boom was during and just after World War Two. Okay, so Caligula was very much part of helping them at sort of. Yeah. Uh, um, Caligula uh, is the reason why the planet is completely overpopulated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Caligula. Everyone is brought to justice and taken to Judge Henry Gibson. Uh, Graham, you've got a fun fact about him, haven't you? Henry Gibson? Yeah. He's the head Nazi in the Blues Brothers. I know that. I didn't know that when I first saw him in Sabrina. So it's worth mentioning now. I don't know anything else about it. 
He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, he is, isn't he? And he's dead. He's the head Nazi in the Blues Brothers. And he's dead. Yeah. Obviously, if, yeah. if you are a, and you were listening to this show and you haven't listened to some of the old episodes, uh, this is this is a nice little throwback towards the end of season one, where Graham had a fun fact about Henry Gibson, who we've seen a couple of times. Yeah. I think this might be the third time, or possibly the second or third time we've seen Henry Gibson in the show, um, and Graham over sort of. Over like, excitedly declared that he was dead. And he's dead. <laughs> and he's dead. Yeah, so it, it turned into it, it was obviously it's sad for for family, friends, and fans of the man. But yeah, Graham very inappropriate in a very inappropriate tone uh, told everyone that he, he was, was the first late guest star that we had, and I got a bit <laughs> overexcited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hilda and Zelda are let off. Obviously, Caligula is sentenced to more pillaging uh, for I another guess, hundred years yeah. of a decadent living in ancient Rome, so that he can get his rocks off. I don't feel that's much of a punishment. It's no wonder he carries on the way he does, because he's the absolute ruler of a massive empire. And when he gets into trouble with the authorities in a world he doesn't control, the witching realm, they just send him back to where he came from to do what he loves doing. So uh... We're boning and eating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Hilda and Zelda are let off. Uh, Caligula is sentenced to more pillaging and to be let off. Uh, and Sabrina must... <laughs> Uh, however, Sabrina must face her responsibility of turning Salem into a human. Uh, she says, uh, but he's, he's probably still at school. So this is when Henry Gibson um, sort of projects what's happening and he's behind Mr. Kraft, uh, unleashing his inner Jesse Ventura and saying he's going to run for governor. But Sabrina's just, see, he is still at school. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> Yeah, it's the truth. It's true, isn't it? She's learned a lesson. Uh, Sabrina pleads with the judge to be lenient and I quote, please let me skip the orgy. Wow. Okay. Didn't didn't even know that an orgy was an option. To yeah. be perfectly honest mm. with you. Well, that's what Caligula was sentenced to, so she doesn't yeah. want the same sentence. True. Because yeah. well, that may be a great time for Caligula. It's not necessarily a great time for other people. Yeah. No. Uh, let alone uh, parents possibly watching this show. <laughs> I yes. mean, I know I know this was on later, as we've already established. This was, I guess, like the main event of of uh, the yeah, TGIF. Yeah. However, yeah. Orgy, particularly for a program where this has got a predominantly teenage family audience, yeah. orgy is not a common word. Wasn't expecting the O word. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, yeah, it certainly would have left to le- led to questions within that family home. Yeah. You could have just said, uh, you know, please let me be lenient and not be invited to one of these parties or something yeah. like that. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't send me back to with Caligula. Yeah, yeah and Caligula, exactly. you know. it would have been dirty, but Caligula just raising his eyebrows, it would have just been a go. bit gross, <laughs> but still like, okay, we get it. But yeah, to say, you know, please let me skip the orgy. It's yeah. it's it's a, it's a very dirty word. Well, for, for us, it's okay, but for them, not so much. And to be perfectly honest with you, Sabrina being of, what, how old is Sabrina now? Six, 17. 17, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's 17. 17. Yeah. It's not exactly a place for a 17-year-old to be, is it? I'm sure there are many people much younger than that at Caligula's orgies, being well, is that stuff like ages of consent had not been invented. Yeah. But we're not worried about historical authenticity here. We're worried about keeping things family-friendly. <laughs> and they sailed very close to the wind. On this one, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they flew very close to the sun. 
Yes. And shat themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dickheads. Fucking dickheads. Uh, So she's literally about to be thrown to the lines when suddenly Salem and Roland rock up and Salem asks to be turned back into a cat. He says he was weak, given just uh, a taste of... Uh, potential power just made him, you know, just uh, he's he's embarrassed by his, his actions, and it's just very good for saying a very good um, progression. Progression, yes. sorry, for Salem acknowledging that, yeah, he he is a bad person and he needs to learn his lesson. And he put the people he, in theory, loves and cares about, although it's debatable at the time. Although I don't know, he def- he does he does seem to want what's best, especially for Sabrina. Well, he did say, "I never wanted to hurt you, Sabrina. Yeah. I just wanted to rule you," which is fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. He didn't want to cause any pain, any hurt. He just wanted dominion over everyone. Yes, and isn't that the case with all dictators throughout history? Yes, yes. none want- of them want to hurt Sabrina. They just want to rule the world in which this program exists yeah. in. And if we take it, 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 it and expand Sabrina representing society and land and the world, no dictator ever wanted to hurt the people. They need the people. Mm. Yeah. They like the people. They care about the people, except the times where they don't. Yeah. Hashtag all dictators good people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and a nice little gag as well. They say, um, oh, you dodged the bullet there, Sabrina. Bullet. That's the name of the lion. Yeah, that she would have had to battle in the Coliseum. So again, so with with Roland's help, again he's doing what's what's right. He's kind of had a bit of a learning curve and, and progression uh, himself. But uh, yeah, so Salem is turned into a cat, and Sabrina is once again saved by the skin of her own teeth, and she faints. And then Caligula moves very slightly, and Hilda says, "No, she doesn't need mouth to mouth." Yeah. Bye, mm. Caligula. (laughs) Never never come back. Back home and Salem has had a 50-year extension on his sentence, but if it wasn't for Roland, it could have been much, much longer. Roland has also quit his leprechaun job to now become a bounty hunter. So will he be doing that when we see him for the final time in season four? I hope so, but he'd be a welcome addition to the series, him and those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Bounty hunters. Other realm. Yeah. Or... If we've got Dog the Bounty Hunter, Leprechaun the Bounty Hunter. There we go. Nice. Could then tie into the Leprechaun uh, film. But uh, yeah, so Roland is has got one more appearance in the show in season four. In more or less in this show's time, in a, in a year's time, he's right. in the I think he's in the Valentine's Day episode for the last time. Uh, but will he be a bounty hunter then? We'll no, to... he'll be Cupid. I can see it now. Mark it, mark it. You heard it here first. Roland will be playing. A Cupid, a Cupid type or cherub type character in the Valentine's episode in season four. Okay, and uh, I don't even need to know the title of it. I don't need any more information. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Well, what we do is, Chris, if if the unfortunate happens and you pass away uh, between, uh, you know, between now and uh, the episode with Roland, are you wishing me dead? I'm not wishing you to be dead. I'm just saying what I'm saying. I'm being respectful. What I'm saying is, if you happen to pass away between now and the episode, I'll you be think sure I'm going to go no, the no, way no, of no, Henry no. Gibson here. No, I'll, I'll be sure to cut out that line and go. See, Chris was always the wisest amongst us. Um, well, <laughs> on my gravestone, Chris, the wisest amongst us. <laughs> but that, that is how you will break the news of Chris's death uh, on the podcast, should it occur, which we hope it doesn't. Is, uh, I fucking hope not. <laughs> you'll say, I know, I mean, we've still got our three seasons. You'll say, Graham, you've got an interesting fact about Chris, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
and he was a Nazi in, in Blues Brothers. <laughs> Meanwhile, in school, Gordy finally asks Valerie out to the slicery. Poor bastard doesn't realise that it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but it doesn't matter anyway, because Mr. Craft issues him with enough detention slips to see him graduate. So I guess Gordy dies from a detention overdose. Yeah, we never see him again. We yeah. know. Uh, th- thank you, Curtis Anderson. Thank you for following us on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, but... Uh... Yeah, uh, sadly, that's that's all we see of him. At least he went out with a, with a bang. With a... Yeah, Gordy was always a um, you know like a side character. I did enjoy seeing in every episode he was in because I thought he, Curtis Anderson was is a great actor. And yes, yeah. I think um, Gordy is could be seen could have been rather a just a typical nerdy nineties. Oh my god, I like Star Trek and uh, yeah. so you guys. But he's very much an individual. He's his own sort of brand of. Of, of nerd, but uh, yeah, he's, he's he's had his own little story arcs this yeah, episode. Yeah, he was always he was always memorable. I thought we saw more of him because he is a character I actually remembered mm. uh, from mm. watching the show as a kid. So yeah, it's a shame we don't see more of him. I'd also like to bring note to something that Willard Craft said. It was uh, we refer to Gordy as a carrot top. Yeah, I was completely unaware that Gordy had uh, red hair. <laughs> I thought he was a blonde, and I I know I've just watched the episode. And he is blonde. Maybe Gordy is an expert at prop comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of comedy, uh, the credits roll and some woman rocks up to Salem's party, disgusted at Fidel Castro being there. Fidel Castro, one of the nicer dictators, (laughs) got to be said. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah, Um, uh, in, in dictator rankings, or as I like to call it, Dick rank. Yep. Uh, Fidel Castro is one of the nicer ones. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got another fun fact about Fidel Castro, haven't you, Graham? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he, um, he, he lift, and, but he lifted millions of his citizens out of poverty in spite of uh, US sanctions. So, all right, in my book. Oh, I also forgot to mention about uh, Harvey's kind of episode arc ends. Oh, God, um, yeah. He's gradually been going more insane because uh, we forgot to mention some really funny things he said during the episode. Obviously, uh, this is when uh, Sabrina's trying to find Gordy, and she's uh, saying, like, Gordy, Gordy! And he's uh, he's like, you you keep saying Gordy a lot. Am I supposed to be worried? Then she goes, Roland, Leprechaun, Leprechaun! Ha-ha! Mr. Leprechaun! Wait, Mr. Leprechaun? (laughs) (laughs) And then then she says something else. She says something like, I've got got one last coupon. He's like, Coupon! I knew it! Yeah. <laughs> Coupon, Coupon for what? <laughs> and then at the end, yeah, she opens up her Todd dishes and um, the uh, there's another love note on there, but she magics his signature onto it. Yeah, a really extravagantly uh, framed love note, mm-hmm. which she then magics his signature on, and he's just, he looks so befuddled. He's just like... He's not confused, he's befuddled. Yeah, he's just like, oh, t- uh, y- surprise. <laughs> Poor bloke needs a lie down. Yeah. Oh. So there we go. That is episode 17, Salem, comma, The Boy. Uh, boys? Oh, boy, was this a good episode? It's one that will live long in the memory. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. I mean, not just for, for the... good and U- bad reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, for, for Caligula being Caligula, uh, but for Gordy uh, being Salem. Yeah, good. So, so it wasn't... It isn't just the language used in this episode that makers remember. I think it was a very sort of, well... Written very fast paced episode, a lot of uh, critting and crossing uh, all over the gaff, but a uh, yeah, I think a very a very enjoyable, uh, good episode. Um, we're towards getting towards the end of season three now. I think we're about nine episodes left. Still not much family secret stuff, boys. Gotta say, that's right. Yep. Especially seen the last episode was not 
I, well, the last two episodes have been very family secret orientated, and this one's not. Oh, is this just another could have been anywhere episode? Well, I, I'm just I'm really glad that they didn't go. Oh yeah, and this is uh, the bit of the secret from Caligula. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> I'm glad that didn't happen. Like yeah, Caligula's was. one of your uncles. Well, they do say, don't they? A lot of these people, like Genghis Khan and um, Charlemagne, and mm. people, you know, sort of people who conquered large tracts of land and you know, uh, raped and pillaged their way across vast swathes of the world that we are all related to them mm. if you go back far enough. So. Well, so someone has actually done a, a TV programme about how how many people in the world are actually related to Genghis Khan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's very, yeah, very interesting and I'm glad that's the back end of Caligula. No, no more Caligula. Oh. But hopefully it's not the last time we hear words such as orgy. Uh, I'd like to hear maybe uh, one the characters say shaft, maybe. I think that would be fun. What, uh, the mine shaft? Mine? Oh, well, they've already said it. <laughs> they've already said it. Oh, maybe someone will say bollocks. That would be fun. Yeah. Or, or, or oof, testes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or pass the gun, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we might as well uh, pass or fail uh, this episode because uh, at the end of each episode, we like to review uh, the, the the happenings, the goings on, based on a certain number of criterias. They are uh, magic, wit, creativity, and say it with me, boys, progression. progression. Uh, so, boys, first of all, magic. Uh, just how magical was this episode? Well, we had a new type of magic. We had leprechaun magic, which yeah. is a three-token system which is quite similar to the uh uh the you can tell a mortal you're a witch day mm-hmm. where they can get tickets and wish for things so i new type of magic wonderful colorful rainbows as well as uh a few other time travelly bits from Hilda and Zelda and Salem becoming gaudy I'd give it a solid three for magic. I think so, yeah. There wasn't much magic because the magic was just based leprechaun-wise. But yeah, yeah I think three yeah. is uh, It was good. leprechaun-based magic. Yeah, yeah three. three oh, words. that's the title of Roland's autobiography. <laughs> yes. uh, what about wit? Um, yeah, I laughed a lot at uh, the lines from Harvey. I loved Gordy uh, being inherited by Salem. I uh, thought he, he had some good lines. Mr. Craft was funny as usual. Um, I like the fact that the best party Salem had ever gone to was one hosted by Caligula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think the female characters were pretty underused in this episode. Mm. To be honest, I think you know there wasn't, wasn't enough from Zelda and uh, and Libby, especially since we've missed for so long. Yeah. But yeah, I think there was some, some some good wit in this episode. Yeah. So what would we give it? I'd say a four. A four? Mm. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I, I was thinking three, but yeah, I was, four. I was maybe, thinking maybe, three. Maybe three then. Yeah. Okay. You've, you've, well, pre- pressured you there. Talk me down. Um, thumbs the, down. The thumbs down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what about uh, creativity, boys? Um, now, there we can see the four. Yeah, because Leprechaun's being corrupted into the magic world quite mm-hmm. successfully. Yeah. Um, say uh, the the wonderful uh, lip syncing quality uh, for for Kurt Samson and Nick Bakai. Yeah, ancient Rome crossing yeah. paths Rome. with the with the nineties. The, the, the wonderful uh, consistent love letter and the different frames. Harvey's essential brain meltdown. Yeah, all the all the subplots really came together yeah. and stayed relevant through the whole episode. The bounty hunters. Yeah, yeah, I mean oh, that. My that, goodness, that yeah. on his the burnt parchment, the yeah. fact that there was a coliseum, the lion was called bullets. Uh, yeah. 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 Absolute wellspring of creativity yeah. this episode of 4. 
Yeah, orgy aside, every day yeah, of the week. Four. Team Finally Boys, hashtag progression. For the overarching series, bugger all. Yes. For individual characters, essentially, bugger all. <laughs> yeah. Salem kind of learned a lesson. Was kind yeah. of sorry. Okay, the and also one. He, <laughs> and also he reached the end of his tether yeah. with being a cat, which... I think has been something that's slowly been building throughout the series. Mm. He's getting more and more fed up. Yeah, if, if so. he just continued to be mopey and nothing happened, then you know what's the point of it being? But it's actually led to him going, right, I will do anything just to be a human, just for an afternoon. Yes. Um, uh, and yeah, and, and as well, I mentioned before, I think progression with Roland. I think Roland has, even though he still ended the episode as a bit of a, um, you know, I still... Still in love with you, Sabrina. He's still like, I'm going to be a bounty hunter. Hopefully, the next time I see each other, there's not a price on your head. Yeah. So I do think he's, there's a bit of progression from his side. He learned yeah. his lesson and did what was best for everyone, not just for yeah. himself. So r- progression from Roland, progression from Salem, and progression for teaching children all over the world uh, some hot new words. Yeah. <laughs> like nipple and orgy. Yeah. So, and Caligula. And Caligula, book two. Two, yeah, I'd two. say. Yeah. Uh, so that is a three for magic, a three for wit, a four for creativity, and a two for uh, progression. Chris, our uh, magical calculator in human form, what does that give us? Seriously? Yeah. It's 12. Excellent. How can you not add that up? No, I'm not I'm, I'm not allowed to say. I'm not the official. You were the rank master, remember? You were the only one who was allowed to say what the score was. But seeing that all three of us do it, you're now the only person who can tell us what the score is. Oh, right. Well, in that case, it's 12. So essentially, I, I believe if we go back through our ranking systems, twelve is pretty much a bog standard average score. I think it is the most. I think it's our medium. Yeah, I'd yeah. say sort of twelve out of twenty orgies. Wonderful, uh, boys. Would you like to know what the next episode is called? We usually do this bit, Phil. Yes. Is it Sabrina in the orgy? <laughs> <laughs> is it orgies are us? <laughs> it's gone it, bust. Uh, episode eighteen is called Sabrina. The teenage writer. Okay. So she casts a spell that makes her a wonderful journalist. She ends up being the editor of a paper on going sky high. Or she does something creative writing the story comes true. Is it just that spin-off? Like they ran out of episodes and they just had that the pilot for the spin-off? <laughs> the Clarissa one, but just with Sabrina. <laughs> they, just, they just dub over. <laughs> dub over whenever anyone says Clarissa with Sabrina. Yeah, so that's a reference to, if you've, if you've not listened to it, um, yeah, we, we, we did, uh, the other season we did... Um, a retrospective on uh, Clarissa Explains It All. We watched three episodes, two popular ones, and we discussed the awful... Uh, Clarissa Now spin-off, which was from round about this time, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, was it, it was about this time. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. No, no, maybe it was 98. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so she tried to do a Clarissa again as older, um, but uh, yeah, it didn't really didn't work. So if you haven't listened to that episode, do find it out. I think it was... Oh, bonus one from season one, I think, all the way yeah. back. Um, yes, do check it out. Clarissa explains it all episode. Uh, well, this one, boys, episode 18, Sabrina the Teenage Writer. Sabrina uses a magical typewriter to create a story for her English class. But in doing so, she brings to life fictional alter egos of her closest friends and family. Yeah. A very bog-standard idea. It's something that's not, uh, it's not uncommon. However, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it in the Sabrina-verse. It, it, it's just going to be like 
as Westbrush, uh, it's just going to be like as fishy chin turns. <laughs> as fishy chin turns. No, as Westbridge turns. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Which was one of the best episodes we've had. It so was. Far. Yeah. So I'm looking forward. But this to it. one, they they'll be real Harvey, but they'll also be alter ego Harvey. Oh. So, so yeah. So I, I, so I think I, I I do believe yeah. Uh, I'm, I've not seen it yet, obviously, uh, but I do believe yeah. The fictional alter egos are in the world as well as her real friends and family. I see. Nice. Okay. So I'm very much cool. looking forward to that one. Uh, I As for this episode, I do hope you enjoyed it. My name has been Phil Dean. I've been your host and guide. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'd like to thank my friends, my compadres. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, Graham Riley, thank you very much, Graham. You're welcome. And uh, very much to thank you. Put those words together and make a sentence. Chris Evans. Thank you. I've been fishy chin. <laughs> nice. Uh, boys, uh, how can they get in touch with us if they would like to? If, 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 if they want to. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean... We, um, we, we, we will talk to you. Um, say sparsely. If, say, yeah. Say, yeah. Say, say if you want so, to. So, so. Say if you wanted to hit us up on Twitter, we'd be at Sabrina Watch. We would indeed. And if you want to inquire about my availability for a date, you can get in touch with us. Uh, our email address is Sabrina the Teenage Watch gmail.com subject line fishy chin <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah hashtag fishy chin we've already gone through this uh, and uh, yeah there are two huge ways you can help uh, the most with our show uh, first of all uh, go on to iTunes and give us a wonderful five star review because the more reviews we get uh, the bigger the opportunity to get picked up and listened to by lots more people which means more people can join in this gross but hilarious banter uh, and also uh, a few episodes back we launched a coffee page and this is a platform where uh, you the listener can give something back to us if you wish. Uh, we are currently buying some new kits and it comes at a bit of a price. So if you would like to donate anything towards that, you are more than welcome. You don't have to, but if you would like to, that would be awesome. Uh, the website for that is www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com forward slash Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Oh, well, boys, there's just one last thing I would love to say. and I'd love you to say it with me. May every little thing you do... Be magic. Or an orgy. And he's dead. What she asked of me at the end of the day, courage your reward have blushed. <laughs> <laughs>